0: Welcome, We Call It Soccer, a podcast by Teen United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, Miss
1: United left with little to console themselves, Las Vegas Lights win it when designing their jerseys, and we discuss the many interesting international games. This week, I want to
2: ask you guys a question about movies. And I want to ask you what is your top gun? Now, and let me explain
1: yeah please
2: i love the movie top gun i love watching it at any time like happy moments sad moments drunk sober uh, in a plane in a car sitting in my bed wherever you can put on the movie top gun and i will watch it and i will sit, like say the words along with tom cruise you know along with anthony edwards do some of that pilot shit you know like i will <laughs> i will quote top gun Through my life, if I'm not watching the movie, I will watch it in my head and just say the lines to people. So I'm curious, what's your Top Gun? The
0: George Clooney Ocean's Eleven. Really? Yeah, I. That is like that is my comfort food movie. I I will watch that very literally every single time it shows up on TV. I put lines from it into conversation every now and then and don't even realize it how
2: have i never noticed i guess i haven't watched that movie in years so you probably should it's It's, on netflix yeah all three of them are on netflix now aren't there like a million didn't they like make oceans 38 or something there's 11 12 and
1: 13 okay but there's no uh one through 10 but there is nate coming out
2: yes Okay, and, so, it, and it has like an all-female cost, right? It does, yeah. Okay. And I am stoked for that. That's really good. Okay, all right, cool, neat.
1: What about you, Caleb? Um, this is really hard. I own probably over three hundred movies
0: on <laughs> disc itself, on like DVD. Have you talked Blu-ray. about this on the podcast? might have. I don't know I don't why. I have so. a lot. Another, wow. Yeah, it's it's come up at some point. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a sizable I, collection. I love
2: movies. I don't I know. have a
1: sizable collection in my pants. No, sorry. Please keep going. How many DVDs do you have in your pants? I bet you have more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: it's, it's like that spinal tap thing where the guy is going through like airport security and he's going through the magnetic data and it keeps going off and then he finally pulls out like a cucumber in foil from his pants that he's using as a card piece. So, yeah. I use DVDs instead. It's very uncomfortable.
0: It also seems really like it would, shaped. Yeah, I think yeah. it would get sharp as well. Maybe. Uh, yeah. we don't talk about that. Please, Caleb, <laughs>
2: continue.
1: It's it's a toss-up, honestly. It's either uh, Mallrats or Coach Carter. Both are movies mm. that I watched a lot in college with my roommates. We mm. would end up quoting to each other. And if anyone ever said, "I don't get it," someone would always in the group would always say, "I don't get it." How to Letta. Be a number, which is what Channing Tatum says in Coach Carter when they're doing the tutoring montage. So,
2: so it's just uh, to 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 just define Mallrats was made at the Edina Mall, I believe. No, correct? it was no. made at Eden Prairie Center. That's right.
0: Sorry, my mall. He, he gets really oh, okay. mad about that. I you do. Right I get now. very okay. defensive. I mean, Southdale <laughs> is, different I mean, okay. is different from EP Center, but okay. a fantastic movie by Kevin right. Smith. Absolutely better, fantastic. better yes. than Clerks. Yeah, by and far. I must say this. um, I think they started remodeling the Mallrats Mall like three years after it was filmed. Okay. It's so much better now, but I miss it so much.
2: So I think next week we'll have to talk about which is our favorite Kevin Smith movie because I like Chasing Amy. But uh, now Coach Carter.
1: Tell it, it, me what Coach Amy's Carter so is. 90s. Uh, Coach Carter is about Samuel L. Jackson as the titular character um, coaching a team in inner city... I think Richmond, Virginia, or Richmond... I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's in Richmond. I don't know if it's actually in Virginia. It might be in New York. I don't really know where it is. But the the school is Richmond High School, and um, there's kids that are not doing well in school and that are in gangs and are in just troublemakers and any kind of wisdom to shape, and they were a terrible team, and kind of they did better and better. And eventually, there's this whole climactic s- sequence where... He finds out that kids don't have good grades, so he locks them out of the gym and, and makes them go to the library and do their homework and get ready and everything.
2: Is there a, what do I have to do to get through to these kids? There See?
1: isn't, but I did watch that movie in Spanish class. Okay. pretty sure.
2: All right. Well, um, I, I just want to say one more thing on this topic, which is don't give me any dog tags, particularly when we're near the sea. I might throw them into the sea while the Top Gun Memories montage music plays in the background and then the musical swell the top gun theme st- anthem starts and i live my life much happier and i let go of my problems so yeah just don't don't give me dog tags when we're near the water hey it's time to now instead of talking about coach carter to talk about coach lagos and coach heath in our first segment of week all soccer those words
0: hurt <laughs> i thought you were going to say throw your hopes and dreams for this season into the water <laughs> in a segment that we call Loon
2: monitoring in the Loon Much mo- <laughs> In the Loon monitoring segment, we talk about our loons, Minnesota United FC, and all the things that they have done in the past week, which hey, <laughs> finally we get to actually talk about a game that we could watch, except then we had realized that it's this particular game
1: where Minnesota United lost one nil. I did not some battery. Uh, Taylor and I went to see Black Panther and IMAX. Much better choice, fantastic movie. I don't know how the name ended up. I don't know how it ended up. I don't don't know how it went.
0: I didn't watch this game live. I tortured myself afterwards <laughs> because I decided that it was a better idea to go visit my ninety-one-year-old uh, great aunt.
2: Wow and here I am who actually went to the watch party and now you're making me feel shitty about my choices. But I met a lot of old friends. Trust it was me. Great.
0: Trust me, that game made you feel shitty about your choices.
2: It, it did help me feel good about the fact that the off-season is over and seeing yeah. all of soccer friends was great. Um, well, you know, the oh, Dark Clouds off-season. Yeah, Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. And um, watching the game itself, I firmly believe it's preseason. And any opinions we have have a shelf life of a maximum of one week, maybe two.
1: Well, at least one day because they play it in tomorrow.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> the, the way I feel is that uh, is the famous um, quote, I forget who, whether it was Bismarck or somebody, but uh, the, the, to paraphrase it, it's a, it's a battle plan, last until contact with the enemy. And that's how I feel about preseason opinions. They last until contact with a regular season opponent. And we can be very excited about Bashkem Kadri As you said a couple of episodes ago uh, We can be very excited about uh, You know, uh, Vadim Demidov, And then everything can go to crap And then Saeed uh, can have a wonderful Kermit image That we're really excited about And then he's finally in Colorado So And we can come up with a great Great in-joke for Josh Cat, But then he ends up at the Rapids And now is a trialist at the Chicago Fire
1: Saeed's overseas now, right? I think so. I think so. Probably, yeah. I don't yeah. know where, but good for him for finding another
2: team. Anyway, so that being said, in this game, I think it's it's better to focus on broad generalizations. Uh, extremely disappointing, obviously to lose. We saw 11 changes at the half. Matt Lampson being the keeper in second half. Shuttleworth in the first. Uh, a lot of the younger guys getting a run out in the second half of this game. I think they look pretty good. Armsberg and Toy in particular seem pretty promising.
0: I liked the wing pairing in the second half a lot more. I thought that there was a lot more dynamism going on. There you, was, want, you want
2: to say who, who those people were?
0: Um, Migueli Ibarra and Franz Pango. Um, I, I thought that they were a lot more willing to actually come into the center, which was mystifyingly lacking in the first half. Um, beyond that, God, there was, I don't know why I... Put myself through watching that again. It was like,
2: fantastic it, to hear the USL Charleston battery announcer saying when Ibsen went down and started arguing with the ref, like, he should yes. get back into defense and stop arguing with <laughs> the referee. It's like, <laughs> And Dude, a, a collective fan base went,
0: we know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he should. Just he won't. Embrace the Ibsonity because otherwise yeah. you will drill an ice pick into your skull otherwise.
2: I love Ibsen. I love what he brings to this team. I will be an Ibsen apologist from now until the day I die. I think having a personality like him on our team is a great
0: thing. It's definitely fun. I Yeah. I mean, and, and You know, you know what, what else is more fun and what else is a great thing? Having somebody that can actually keep Formational shape Oh come on It's the preseason No (laughs) That's not a preseason thing That's a I've lived through Ibsen for three seasons Thing
1: He was
2: one of our Most solid players Last year Which might be a more
0: I I don't know if Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Amorphous instead of Solid Would be (laughs) more apt for where he was Um, On my
2: gravestone it's gonna be written Defended Ibsen until the day he died Probably does so in the casket
1: today So, and then, you know
0: I'm not saying you can't defend Ibsen I love watching him Yeah all right, we're going off on a big yeah, answer. You didn't
1: defend Ibsen, but Ibsen can't defend, so...
2: Oh, hey <laughs> Oh my god, are we forgetting that, like, ground move where he held the ball and, like, turned it around? Yeah, he
1: had the ball already. Oh, anyway. I'm, I'm kidding. All, all right, I love all
2: Ibsen. right, all right, all right. Uh, I guess we're ending the podcast and the entire, like, not just this episode, but the entire podcast forever at this point. Uh, until Unless we move on very quickly now. Any other opinions from this game? Any other hot takes we should... Here's
1: a hot take. Kevin Molina was shit. Yeah, well, the, the one something, something, Schieffer, Decker. The one good chance I saw was delivered by France Pando, which is promising. But, again, preseason, not put much faith into it. But yeah, still, to hit a, a volley on the net at all from that angle is, is good. So who's our next game, guys? At, <laughs> your favorite team, right. Atlanta United, uh, which will probably be be done maybe by the time you're listening to this. Um, So so all of the... Can't wait for us to... Draw?
2: All of the things I've said about preseason hot takes and not... (laughs) Are gonna go through the roof when I see whatever we do. If it's good, I'm just gonna be like, wow, best team ever. Atlanta's crap. If we lose, well, I don't know. I'll probably say something about how Atlanta are
0: crap anyway. So... Yeah. uh, I mean, the one thing I will say about... All of these preseason hot takes is you want to see them at least show what they're working towards. Hmm. Either they're working towards something that's bad, or they weren't working towards it. it. Just the the shape of the team didn't work. They didn't have anything centrally in attack it was just so frustrating despite having so much possession to see this team have like no chances on goal.
2: So let's let's talk about what they're working towards, which is signings. Um, Ruder breaking all the big news this week. Firstly the fact that we're picking up Simon Dawkins off waivers and uh, just today he announced that we're l- probably soon going to announce a loan with an option to buy for Fluminenses Luis Fernando who's 22 and then maybe. Maybe also Marlon Freitas, he of the 2015 Fort Lauderdale Strikers who played with PC and Stefano Pino. So I have opinions on Freitas, less so on the other two guys. I think you guys have some Dawkins opinions. Why don't we start with those?
1: Uh, Dawkins is actually uh, brought in by Paul Tenorio. At least the all but confirmation.
0: All yeah, but, confirmation. but Yeah, I think Rucher, I Rucher think Ruter first announced that it we were considering a, He was him. hearing,
1: yeah, that we were in the talks Right, uh, one of the te- top teams for him, but it's not a left winger. He's Jamaican. He doesn't. I don't think have a green card yet, so, he does so not. international spot. Um, all these, all three of these players would take up international spots. Um, which I mean, do we have like? Is it like whose line is it anyway? International no, we're, spots. We're we're over as it is without these three signings. Him him. Demi isn't on our roster anymore. Like, no, no, no. He still, he, he still is, is, and that's the problem. No, but we
2: can if, we can if, scratch if, him, right? No, we, uh, we can buy him out.
0: If we can buy no, him but not. I'm saying
2: we can we can put him on the like. We can keep paying him, but we can remove him from our.
0: Yeah, we can buy him out. That's the way, way that it happens. But, but we can't we
2: can't we can't maintain like, our contra- like contract. Ball. No, no, okay.
0: No, he and, he will remain. On the roster for international slot purposes and for senior roster purposes until he transfers or is bought out. Hmm. Okay. So, and yeah. So, that's not good. Wasn't Jose, Jose Litan also
1: taking him a spot right now. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he got sent back to his parent club. I mean, he should at this point. He's our Why, presumably well, fifth
2: option at left wing. But let me ask this question. What happened to Anur last year? Was on your taking up? He was on the
0: disabled list.
2: Right, so we can't put Demidov on the disabled list. Uh, No injury. Yeah. Well, you know, plays playing career (laughs) did suffer grievous
1: harm. So, which one of these rookies is not going to be on the roster? Here, just have him injured
0: Demidov before he leaves the team. (laughs) Javier Gomez, (laughs) go two feet. I mean, uh, one thing that people did mention in terms of the international slot crunch is that. It's highly likely that Franz Pango, um, Bertrand Echo, who we haven't even talked about because we didn't do an episode last week, yeah. um, chances are that somebody is going to spend time on a USL loan. And if they're out on loan, they won't count against our international right. slots. So th- we've got that going for us, which is nice. And it
1: may... Be Hernandez or sorry, uh, Fernando or Fritas just because they're both what 22 years old, 21, 23
2: is 24, if I'm not
1: mistaken. Okay, Um they're also up. they're pretty young yet, they can also go out on loan. Um, it it just puts us in a bind though because we still don't have any designated players. Most, dis- most of that, if not all, the designated players are
0: um. Yeah. yeah, most are, yeah. are, are I mean, internationals. So we could acquire Pulisic on loan. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I'm actually
2: excited about Freitas. Uh, cautiously excited. Because he was pretty darn good with Fort Lauderdale. I think he is... Let me put it this way. if If we had a strong starter, and I'm coming at this now knowing that it's probably Ibsen's position that he's been brought in for. If we had someone who was kind of... Super reliable. I'd be really excited to have Freitas at depth because I think he is probably more of an opportunity than Up. Yeah. Um. But seeing him come in without that top level signing, that's the thing that worries me. Seeing Dawkins come in without a top
0: level sign. All of these guys are like, eh. You
2: know, that's I'll, that's I'll great. I'll just
0: throw this out there. Seeing Dawkins come in in general is not even a. Eh, it's a not good. And why? his production levels have been terrible. He doesn't produce as a left winger. He's basically, in terms of his MLS career, been below Miguel Ibarra. Who, at least recently, has looked like our best left winger. Which is, yeah. What I'm saying is that it makes sense that the team is still trying to find someone to play left wing, because as of right now... Until Dawkins comes on, there's four guys that have not shown enough ability in MLS to be a starting left winger. I is, love Miguel yeah. Ibarra, but he hasn't done it. Uh, Sam Nicholson is intriguing, but he hasn't done it. Now, France Pangop, interesting, but he hasn't done it. Jose Leiton, I've seen him for 10 minutes.
1: Right. Oh, what a great 10 minutes that was. He had one good corner kick. That's it. I think we are
2: looking for that Gaku Gamara Darlington Nagby, um type of
1: signing. But, yeah, and we should go after that type of signing. We shouldn't be signing this guy named this guy from Cameroon. Like, he was really cheap. Don't worry. Which it's is like, literally what Echo's, what Echo's statement said. It yeah, I'm on the cheap. No, if you don't international, get
2: someone that's going to be worth a damn. I think I think both are valid strategies, but I think you need one to have the other. No, yeah, and, and if you I, don't.
1: Cheap to no domestic.
2: And I, I'd i like us to see, I'd like to see us bring in, you know, Benedetti and all that has been now played out, but like, I'd like us to bring in somebody who's just out and out a clear starter. I feel like so far the the one guy we've signed who could have that potential is Tyrone Mears and even that's not a sure thing.
1: And after this season, he's probably going to be done. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's yeah. here so, for a he's, season.
0: He's 35 years old. Like, he should not be considered a long-term So. We will hopefully have a very eventful two
2: weeks to report on um, going forward. Let's look at God, hope. we hope
1: so. Because we yeah. do play our first MLS regular season game in two Saturdays from now. So yeah. just sign someone who's like, yeah, he's a starter. Yeah. That's all I want.
2: Well, we'll we'll see how it goes, and and Manny today coming out with a article written by Wes Burdine, um on MLSoccer dot com saying that some of his moves are with an eye for twenty nineteen. So, soft uh, I don't know. About <laughs> All right. With that, let's go into a segment that we call the Major Listing Service, where we talk about Major League Soccer and all its teams. First up, the signing we've already talked about, Kaku Gamara, finally making it to Red Bulls. And I think the biggest missed opportunity here being something I've alluded to previously when we first talked about this about five episodes ago when I said that Kaku's real name is Alejandro Sebastian Romero Gamara. And that is a great name. And I feel like every single
0: time we need to say all four of those names. He should have
1: all four of those names on the back of his jersey.
0: He should. Yeah, just like do an entire circle. And that would be... I would actually (laughs) pay for that kit. That's better than my idea, which had him just have long
1: sleeves and have it all the way from one wrist to the other.
0: Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah, either way. Uh, 23-year-old comes in from Huracan.com. young d p the deal apparently took fifty eight fifty nine days according to Dennis hamlet the uh rebels g m the protractions of this saga have been the stuff of telenovelas so i'm i'm <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that finally the doctor with the eye patch has kicked the bucket and and or has been paid $700,000 to get over his agent fees. I'm I'm glad for them that they bring in someone that is an incredibly exciting seeming player.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of exciting seeming players, LAFC continues to scare us with their moves by uh, bringing in or reportedly bringing in someone new.
1: Uh, uh, I pointed this out on Twitter that I think before the signing, LAFC have eighteen players in their roster. It's a little close to the season, look like they should have a little bit more or is anyone else freaking out about that in um, Or are they just like, nah, we have Rob Bob Bradley and we have TPs, we're
0: fine. Well it <laughs> Yeah, I so, I feel like
2: just looking at who they've already brought in, I think they could add a bunch of depth trialists soft waivers like the Simon Dawkins of this world and be fine.
0: Yeah and um that hurt notch. Which, I yeah, <laughs> the story that uh, discussed Andre Horta, the um, Benfica midfielder uh, who's on loan at Braga right now, um, Sam Seischol over at MLSsoccer.com, basically said that the expectation that LAFC has is that they're going to come in with probably about twenty-four players on the roster and then use the extra, you know, four to six spots to. Sign some you know TAM-level impact players throughout this window and then into the summer as well. Um, so there does seem to be some reason as to why they haven't signed enough guys yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, if you're leaving space open for a designated player who's 21 and has one of the top teams in Portugal saying, no, you can't terminate his loan, we want him on our team, I think that's a good strategy. i just going to throw that out there.
2: Probably Bob Bradley knows what he's doing. Don't, don't tell the British that, though. Please, don't, 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 don't say that around Swansea. Yeah, you, you live the Welsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Walsh yeah,
1: hate Bob Bradley. I don't yeah. know if they do. Uh, exactly. They probably don't
0: remember him. Well, the English <laughs> are like, also not so hot on him. It so like really, it's all the British. A Swansea, but, uh, to be honest. Uh, yeah, anyway. I'm sure the Scots <laughs> don't mind him.
2: Well, Scots are pretty laid back. Just like yeah. I yeah. would love to live in Scotland. But anyway, uh, Colorado has signed Wolves
1: forward Joe Mason. A GM, I don't know how to say his first name. Is that Patty? Uh Patrick. Patrick, Patrick Smith said about the forward, there's no doubt that Joe will be a major boost for our back line. Which is a weird thing
0: to say about, a, you know, number nine. Yeah. I mean, even if he's saying the right <laughs> spot, he's been a goal every four-game striker in the championship well, since which is, 2009.
1: <laughs> which is pretty good for someone who plays in the back line. You know? Maybe he's really confused about what
0: who he's uh, saying. I, I think, maybe think, they're signing the next Francisco Calvo. I think Padraig
2: spells his name P A D R I A. R I R A I G. P A D R A I G. And where there should be a T is putting a D, where there should be a C K he's putting a G. So he's just used to like a lot of substitutions in his life and people just
1: are like they just go
2: with it, you know. So
1: there's like one player in FM 16 that I had on one of my teams that could play striker and center back. So I don't know if that.
2: Well, I've seen a goalkeeper slash right back in FIFA. So yeah, who knows? Know, yeah, this this guy is that guy. And uh, Vancouver played Las Vegas lights with their atrocious jerseys, which we have not talked about. I think they, can, they had this like really cool, like neat branding thing going. And then they just threw it on the ground, hey, stepped you know on it, beat on it.
0: And then, you know. We don't have much in the Pyramids game. We could talk about it then. Okay. Yeah, we, but can, we can talk about We their... do need to talk about this game, though. Uh, Vancouver won 3 2 against Las Vegas Lights. Um, Vancouver went up 2 0, and their captain, or Las Vegas's captain, then proceeded to elbow Afonso Davies in the head shortly before halftime. Which isn't good. Not not ideal. Not not so good. Um, this led to what could charitably be described as a Donnybrook between the players <laughs> and coaches. Most specifically Jose Luis Sanchez Sola, the head coach of Las Vegas Lights. You probably know him better as Chivas USA legend El Chelis. I'm gonna put my hand up and ask
2: a question. So everybody yes. when, when Chelis was announced was like oh my god guys just watch this is gonna be hilarious so happy to have him back i started following u.s soccer in 2013 and i have no idea who this dude is and why he's oh, so popular so to help me
0: help people like me um understand well let's just say this um what proceeded after um this fight is tame consp- or compared to el chalice's career i, I got a question his judgment here he fought Carl Robinson who out of all
1: the MLS coaches would be the one at least want to fight he looks like he's bashed in a few faces before he could day. be
2: in Green Street Hooligans he probably yeah. was he probably was not an extra, an extra, at extra. Hooligans yeah, yeah. and like,
1: had to be like, extra offset because like, you're going too hard Like this is not a real fight we're in a movie mm-hmm. although Jason you know, you know, we, we had that um Mike
2: Becky, bring, bring bring them the handout. I mean, he's pretty intense. You know, in the handouts. Yeah,
1: bring out the, the the PowerPoint. Yeah, right. Like and that Taro was. was be like, I'm just gonna punch you in the face now. I'm right. sorry. Right. Although Mike Becky
2: did look like he could just pick up that non-working printer, throw it at you. <laughs> so with that superhuman strength, so I'm, I'm. But I I see your point. No, oh, yeah. But still, no one's Poor telling judgment. me who Chellis is and like what he did to like create this crazy reputation. Uh,
0: Chellis's history basically involves a lot of. Outlandish either fights or uh, comments, sometimes involving um, strange political figures. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. I'll do it in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he then proceeds to fight Carl Robinson. It gets tossed out, gets a red card. He hops the fence to jump in with the Ultras in the front row so he can yell instructions at his players as close as he possibly can while chain-smoking. And Las Vegas then proceed to draw it level, pop a bunch of smoke bombs... I see Uh, a hand raised. I see a hand raised raised here. uh, Sorry, Professor. I have to ask uh, another question. Yeah, I know this is a a, a Uh, vocal medium, but go ahead. uh, uh,
2: Ultras, you use that word. Um, Your use or their use? Their use. (laughs) So lifelong Uh, fans of Las Vegas Lights FC, I see. Who have been around Uh, for three months? Yeah. Ultras.
0: I'm not saying that they remind me of a certain other supporters group, but um, to be... Blunt, they do call themselves Ultras. Okay. Anyway, right. um, they proceed to pop a bunch of smoke bombs, <clears throat> and while the field is still covered in smoke, one of their defenders then gives up a handball. Vancouver wins 3-2 on the ensuing penalty kick.
1: When keeping it real goes wrong. Damn. Okay, uh,
2: this... I. God, uh, that's such a train wreck. I feel like I shouldn't reward this with like watching them. But I can't look away. Um
1: It's, it's a beautiful disaster. Yeah, not we will you.
2: talk about those jerseys. Speaking of beautiful yeah. disasters, it's not very beautiful, it's just a disaster. But uh final bit of news in this segment is that Brad Evans, he of the Sounders, is no longer he of the Sounders. He is now off the Sporks. Sporting KC. Yeah, not surprising he was training with them. I remember when it was season. like but he's not a trialist, guys. He There's- just has a bunch of our team's gear that he's wearing and uh-huh. he's training with us. Not totally not a trialist, guys. Just, just he's just there. He's just hanging out. You know, like he was just in the neighborhood, and yeah. we were like, "Yo, bro, come join us!" Like you're just there. So,
0: come on, come on, chillax, chillax, so, man.
2: So, it so turns out the, the, my question of does he have to return his gear after he's done? Well, he is, doesn't. no. He, he gets to keep it.
0: Yeah. I hope for his sake that in negotiating his contract, he was able to expense that.
2: Oh, by the way, speaking of gear, we, when we played the battery, played in last year's home kits. They're kind of using up the old stuff. And I was just thinking about Harrison Heath, if he was brought on, he'd be wearing, like, he'd be the only one wearing the new jersey. His shoes are brand new. And like, you know, he comes on, he's like,
1: oh, look. Papa brought me these these special fancy things. Has he played?
0: I don't know, actually. I don't, he... I don't believe he has. So. Good, good. That's actually. I, I, part, I think it should be perfect. Yeah, part, I think it's uh, between him and you, Jose Latorre. No,
2: or... he's gonna be like MLS MVP this year, and he's gonna like drag us to the MLS Cup and score a hat trick. Like
1: that's what's gonna happen. And after that's over, he can turn off your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> what's <laughs> his potential in FIFA anyway? Zero, I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on,
2: <laughs> come on. Okay, all right. Uh, with that, it's now time for us to take our break potential to 100 and take one of those breaks, and we'll return with part two of our show. One, two, three, four. All right, welcome back to We Call It Soccer, and I wanted to ask you guys. Um, which movies cause you tears? Which which is your favorite? Oh, So many makes episodes. me cry. Yeah. Like which movie would you watch when you want to cry? Like because you know we we do that
0: at times. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Kind of surprising. You're gonna say me. something like Garfield movie, aren't you? No, no. <laughs> the last time that I cried at a movie was. In the theaters for Million Dollar Baby. Okay. I haven't watched that one. So. Um, I won't spoil the ending. Please don't. But that caused me to cry. Caleb, have you seen this movie? <laughs> I have. And do you understand why? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I've come close. I kind of, I feel bad about it, but that's the last time. I, I don't
1: know, but I tried a lot of movies. <laughs> I tried to the most recent Power Rangers movie. I tried to... I teared up during Black Panther three times this past weekend. Probably the movie the movie tried the hardest was Les Mis. Really? I didn't know that... I've never seen it before. I went mm-hmm. to see it when I was home from winter break by myself. Um, I was sitting next to probably a grandma, a mom, and a daughter. Like Not next to, but like in the same row as... I had popcorn. And I, it was right when have you seen? Have you? i seen it. Okay, spoilers. I haven't seen it. It's been out for four years. So this is your fault, actually. Um, when the little kid dies, and then Javert pins his medal on the little kid's dead body, just sorry, <laughs> just tears. I'm sobbing. I'm trying to eat popcorn at the same time. These these people, that's me, have hearts of stone, and they are judging me, and I don't care. Because it was beautiful. Yeah. You, and so I was just sobbing and, <laughs> and eating popcorn in his tears. Okay. So, lame is, huh? I think, I think mine... One maybe we tried the hardest, not the one I'd go to. I've, I haven't seen it since.
2: Mm. I think that there are a few movies that are, that kind of are a gut punch that I go to. Like 50-50 one the, of, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We, we talked about this before. Fantastic one of my movie. favorite
1: movies of all time. It's so great.
2: Yeah. Very touching. Very strong. Like, really just... Is uh is 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 kind of a gut punch. I think it the the counterpart counterpart to the big sick. Very similar themes but very different
0: uh moods. Yeah. Yeah. Both um, great movies. Also yeah. elite use of Pearl Gems, yellow a lot better at the end. Okay. Fantastic scoring. Alright.
2: Uh speaking of fantastic scoring,
0: let's talk about soccer
2: and but no games at all. So there were no goals. Uh in fact, we're going to talk about zeros in a second here. Um, let's talk about things that probably don't
0: have an end goal.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well done. Let's talk. Let's now move into a segment that we call the Pyramid Scheme. In the Pyramid Scheme segment, we make like Egyptians. We decide to talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid that we haven't talked about yet. And let's get the uh, annoying stuff out of the way first. Uh, Robert Palmer, he of Fight Club and uh, the Jacksonville Armada. Robert Palmer. His uh, name was Rob. This one probably less effective than the other one. Um, he wants to create Division Zero, an unsanctioned soccer league. Um, I don't know if he's gonna go the XFL route with like you know lots of violence. He hates me and all that. Um, probably should.
1: This this is very like early, very early two thousands. It seems like we're called Division Zero. It's cool and edgy. Like no, you're about fifteen years too late on that. You're just it's just really fucking stupid. So maybe stop. I was just going to say, like, they're probably going to go with
2: this. And then about halfway through, be like, actually, we don't need the soccer and the blackjack. Let's just go with the hookers. And like, you know, <laughs> it, it's... it's I, I, This is the way it feels. And there's all this, like, stuff about you know, the usual conspiracy theories and, and stuff being peddled out. And it's just not practical. FIFA's never going to sanction you. Players aren't going to play because nothing that they do will count towards their official records. So what's the point? I mean... The Fort Lauderdale Strikers fly again? Like, what? what's, what's going to happen here?
0: Uh, the one counter-argument that I at least can see is that most of the players that are potentially going to be in this league are going to be ones who aren't really in contention for national teams. Um, especially if you're talking about... A lot of these um, American players that perhaps aren't able to find USL jobs, they might be a little bit more apt to go with a league that, you know, yeah, you're not going to get called up to the national team. Well, I never
2: was in contention for it. But where's the money coming from then? If if, we, if you're basically saying that all these players are going to be guys who are below USL
0: quality. Um, well, it's it's and, it's and not, there's no. Like, I wouldn't even say that guys that are below USL quality. I mean, think about the wave of retirements that's happened this year with guys like Danny Cetella, um, you know, unofficially retired Jabrovsky, guys who are you know 29, 30, 31 years old who still have something in the tank. Guys who've who've also talked about.
2: The pay in U.S. soccer and the lack sometimes of medical coverage, which... Uh, how is that going to be better in Division Zero than it was in NASL?
0: Uh, it's not that it's going to be better in than it was in NASL. It's that it's going to be better than what's currently offered in USL, which is focusing a lot more of its business on either developing young players or getting players ready to play in MLS.
2: I don't think the money there makes sense, but sure, like that is you you you've you've, you've summarized the argument for it, which is great. Um
0: I I'm not saying that I totally buy the argument. I think the money aspect of how Robert Palmer was talking about selling the rights to show this league for 10 million bucks there's no fucking way they're gonna get that that? mls is barely scraping 80 million a year
2: this is this is one of those you know you'd have to like shorten the soccer field make it like two 10 minute halves kind of like radically alter the game sort of situations if you're gonna get uh Get that kind of money. or And even that, you're relying on it becoming essentially a different sport. And I don't think that can really succeed. But anyway, let's move on now. Speaking of USL, something else that they're planning. An announcement made about USL Chicago being in the works in a location by the Chicago River. Why? Uh, and f- funny story. Why? I, hey... Why. Oh, you're saying why? as in like the logo of the yes. the, the, <laughs> the like development that they're gonna be in. It looks suspiciously like That's the Chicago NSL Chicago NASL logo in that it's a circle with a Y inside it. It's really weird. Um I you know if I, I, I honestly think a lower leagues team, I've said this before on the part many times before a lower leagues team in the north side of Chicago could work. This particular location happens to be on both the Brown and the Red Lines. It's by the Armitage stop, like very close
0: to the Armitage L stop. That's I, why it's a Y, because the subway lines or the L lines make a Y shape, kind of. Shouldn't at be. least at least that's what they do in the actual Chicago map.
2: I've, I, I know what you're referring to. I don't think anyone in Chicago will have made that connection, having lived there. And extensively looked at that subway map um, all the time. It. Okay, weird. Uh, I guess it makes more sense to the development though than Chicago and ASL because it's kind of, that's where they're located. But anyway, also in big news, Alan Marcina, he formerly of San Antonio, has landed.
0: He has a job. Do you guys see this? Um, has he landed as a limo bus driver (laughs) between the airport and the hotel? Uh, no, no, that, that is, that is not where he
2: has landed. Um, he, it it kind of popped into my feed the other day and it was, it was very surprising because I I feel like we used to talk about him all the time and then we completely forgot about his existence. Um, and he's at the Des Moines Menace. He replaced the guy that we took as our goalkeeping uh, coach. John
0: Pascarella, yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, not exactly a move up for Mr. Marcina, but uh, Des Moines Menace Red Guards are going to go through the roof soon. Uh, They'll be making some deals for limos and buses for players. Uh,
0: Shortly, there'll be mascots jumping out of eggs. What's the sort of transfer record for a PDL team? Like, would a PDL transfer record be higher than... Brent Common, probably? Did we even try? Did he transfer? Or he just, he no, on a free. I, he just yeah, signed. He just signed after he graduated from college. He was playing for the Menace, though. Yeah, but he was playing as an amateur player as a right PDLer.
2: Right, so that that wouldn't be a transfer for a PDL team. You answered your own question there, my friend. You really did.
1: You played yourself.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of playing yourself, that's what Las Vegas did. And I re- referred to this before in our major listing service segment where it's talking about the fact that I think when their logo came out, we were all like, whoa, that's really cool. That's really neat. It kind of has the feeling of Vegas while still being classy. Well, they shot all over that with their jerseys, which are gaudy as hell. They are trash.
1: They look like bite... Shirts you would get in, like, a rave in underground Germany. No, those are better looking. <laughs> like, I'm trying to describe it to a forward listener. This is, this is like it, it, the, a high
2: schooler taking highlighters and producing, or, like, you know, the highlighter function in Photoshop and making something they think about. They are atrocious. They are they're really so bad. bad. The
1: worst part is, though, um, you, on the inside of the jersey, so some players celebrate goals are pulling the jersey over their face and they have a real smiley face with like a confetti cum shot all over like a just had a happy ending all over that smiley face it It, is except for it's like gaudy as all hell i'm not
0: fun at all it's even more sad looking given the face like that face has dead eyes like that that face is it's like two steps away from the troll face comic and it's got the happy ending on it. It's like... It, it's it's an even less happy ending than you usually see in porn. That happy face has a thousand yard
1: stare. <laughs> it has seen too many cum shots on his face. Just like Las Vegas as a whole. I love your father listens to this. I just want to point this out. Uh, and I hope he's laughing right now. Is <laughs> so that very castle going? So, I mean, like, this is... I,
2: I have no idea what... It, Basically, they scored a fluke with their logo and they've thrown away all their goodwill on their jersey. But anyway, with that, let's move into a segment we call the Sewer. In the Sewer segment, we talk about our Ninja Turtles, the NTs, our
0: national teams. Big news for the women's national team this week. Yeah, the She Believes Cup um, preliminary roster was announced. And not really too many huge surprises. Uh, potential debuts um, defensively for Hallie Mace, um, still in college at UCLA. Uh, beyond that, it's it's a lot of the sort of reloading that they've been trying to do over the last few call-up cycles. Um, people like Tierna Davidson... Um, Andy Sullivan's still getting call-ups, stuff like that. It's it's nothing too surprising, but it, I it's still a decent enough roster for a tournament with a hashtag.
2: Fans of Giassi Zardes, Rubio Rubin, and Juan Agudelo should note that U.S. Soccer has announced three men's games coming up on March 27th against Paraguay, June 2nd against Ireland, and June 9th against France. Their team's all very
0: relieved that those three guys will not be playing for them during these games. Uh, Take out some insurance on yourself before the game against Paraguay, given that it's happening in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, The Boneyard, the uh, graveyard for all of those um, dead experimental whales. You haven't heard about the the Railhawks... I thought it was actually dead railhawks like they're interesting species that are buried underneath that field. Okay, uh, Notch is looking at us as if we're completely crazy. Um it turns out that the uh, WakeMed Soccer Park was actually built on the site that they buried a bunch of um whale bones that they used to do experiments on. Um mm at NC State. It's What's a railhawk?
2: A skeleton that was uh misidentified when it was pulled out of the
0: ground? It's basically polterdiced the field. Okay. Especially given the fact that uh I guess where Jebrowski's career ended.
2: Potentially. Let's hope not. But uh yeah yes yes.
0: I'm just saying he's spending a I'm, lot I'm, of time on generation footy. I think I think Simone Bracolello
2: also um was injured there. And ended his career there as well. But uh, don't, don't quote me on that. He was playing for the Raylocks, but I don't know if it was Carrie. Uh, moving along, let's now go into a segment we call The Pub. so named because that's what they call bars in England. Public houses, yes. And uh, in the segment, The Pub, we take a flight over to England and talk about English soccer. This week, we're going to a pub
0: called... The Lattic Ashes. Because Will Gregg is still fucking on fire, man. Oh. Okay. All right. The defense is terrified. Yeah, uh, please. Context. So Wigan one, Man City nil. Will Gregg is on fire. I don't care if he's Northern Irish. Will Gregg is on fire. So that's a that's a huge statement from Colin. He's had a lot more tolerance over
1: the years. So yes. good job, Colin. For... Um, this is what happens when you grow up.
2: So Man City taking the big L in this game. Um, nobody could have called this one. Basically, Man City in crisis. Arsenal to win the Premier League. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 I, I had to make clear that I was being sarcastic. You know.
1: That's what, right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, Pep was kind of salty after the game, said that Wigan, they only had one shot. Well, they only needed one shot. They had one chance to blow. This opportunity comes once every three <laughs> to five years because they've beaten Man City three times in the past five years in the FA Cup. Something like that. Once How in the final.
0: bad is Will Gregg's mother's spaghetti? <laughs> I don't uh. know, but he, that was a,
1: not a great goal, but a scrappy goal by Will Gregg to get Goal in kind of sl- almost sl- slide tackled it in between two defenders. Uh, Fabian Delph sent off before halftime for Man City for a bad tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I hashtag was too happy about that. Magic of the Cup, which and continued. Pep and Menci lost their chance of quadruple, which uh, Nathan Chen had a lot more quadruples than they will ever have.
0: True, Ooh. So, I mean, to be fair, he had six. Yeah,
1: I mean, that. it's not
2: that bit of a burn, but come on. The magic of the cup did continue when Rochdale took on Tottenham, two-two the final score, which is incredibly surprising considering that Rochdale is at the bottom of League One.
1: But they're flying high right now. Uh, so there was tied one-one at halftime. Harry Kane scored a penalty, seventy-eighth minute, seventy-ninth minute, somewhere yeah, around there. Um, uh, Deli Ali went down the box. Little, uh, it's either d- divey or.
0: I might think it's a dive because it is Deli Ali, but it's, I, it's probably a penalty. I'll think it's a dive because fuck Tottenham, but it, it, was, yeah, it, the it was it was through his light, in yeah, front of it, it, yeah, it was light contact that he was looking for.
2: Deli Ali is now. I mean,
1: uh, what a spectacular fall from grace.
2: He was hot shit last year, and now he is. It's a
1: sophomore slump. I don't. I'm not gonna put too much into it. I does think.
2: he need to change teams to to revitalize his form? Do we he need might. him to. He might need to
1: go. To a mid table English team and trying to retain his form. I think with Christian Erickson on the rise and then Human uh, Son kind um, of becoming more of a focal point for the offense, it's not going through Alley as much anymore. Um, Erickson, Human Son, and Harry Kane have been trying to take care of that. And Dylan seems like the odd man out at that at this point. And also, when he has been playing or when it has been going through him, he hasn't been doing as well as he had last year, which you might just need to uh, either change the pace or. An an offseason to kind of regain his head. Um, Rochdale does equalize 90 90 seconds? Yeah. And then the first and second minute. Something ridiculous. But they were at home, and I got to watch this game on TV now because I finally got a kind of a table service, not really. It's it's through the PlayStation. It's great. I love it. But I can watch soccer now, and I was watching it and just hear the crowd just roar and cheer for a good two two or three minutes afterwards was well, fantastic.
2: And now they'll be back in Wembley also making those big paychecks, much like Newport County did in the last round yeah. against Tottenham as well. So Tottenham, um, not the best way to
1: learn from your mistakes, uh, and if, causing a replay. If there's a team that doesn't need more pitchers, it's probably Tottenham. True. They're a thin squad as it is. They're still in the Champions League. They're still trying to fight fight for a fourth, uh, top four spot in the Premier League um
0: they don't need an extra after- game thrown in there. And it doesn't hurt that there's going to finally start being games at their ground where they won't actually be featuring, um, like Arsenal facing City in the League Cup this weekend. Just saying. That's my only con- contribution to the pub this week.
1: You don't want to talk about we missed last week when they, the Northampton... No, Denver. no, but, no. Move, moving on.
0: <laughs>
1: United uh, beat
2: Huddersfield 2-0. There were a bunch of other results, but uh, I think the really important one to talk about here is the one where Lukaku finally scored twice. And um, it should be noted at this point that Will Gregg has more goals against top five sides than Romelu Lukaku. He's a
1: tendency to not show up during big games yeah. which if I was Jose I'd be looking at a young a youngster like Rashford or to start up top during those games just to
2: The big talking point in this game, though, Bhann Mata's goal called back by VAR, which was the correct decision. The problem, though, being a graphic release showed some very weird squiggly lines being used for uneven lines being used to judge said VAR decision that confused everybody. Nobody really understands why this was... Uh, thrown up so this has kind of caused controversy where there really didn't need to be some again renewed conversations about VAR in England which is so tiresome like I'm sick of football commentators and this is you know every week on Football Weekly whining about VAR get on with it it's life now we're gonna you know not have Thierry Henry handballs deciding World Cup qualifiers we're gonna move past that we're gonna allow the game to decide the game and not people uh missed calls related
0: notes even God is fallible, because that happened against the Irish. And you know what? That, like, honestly, <laughs> that made me almost burn my France jersey, because I bought a almost. France jersey because of how much I love Thierry Henry, and then that happened.
2: Right, and, 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 and it, you're still angry about it. The oh, The English God, have yes. never forgotten uh, the goal from the... the hand the, of God from uh, Maradona. right. Uh, and and guess what? The Germans haven't forgotten that goal against um, them in the '66 World Cup final. So all of these decisions would not be we wouldn't be talking about them today if they, if there was VAR. So um, I'm just saying, VAR is here to stay. It is going to help this game get on with it and yeah, become a better it's, sport.
1: It's working in Germany. It's working in uh, the United States. It's working in France too. Yeah, we just have to perfect um, it. Germany, yeah. yeah, Germany. We, it's been going on all year. Actually, it happened in the Brush of the dormant Dame which we don't mention in the notes, but just go watch that. To so the game, Martin Royce has a great goal on his yeah. comeback. Speaking,
2: Speaking of which, of which let's now move into a segment we call They <clears> Don't <throat> Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, Champions League. Liverpool beating Porto 5-0. Liverpool flying high, continuing to fly high, beating uh, Southampton, I believe, the week Prior yeah, when we didn't record
1: Southampton and then five nothing against Porto Mane with his first hat trick as a Liverpool player. Do 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 do. Oh Mane Mane. Do, yep. do, 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 do
2: Real Madrid unfortunately not doing us any favors managing to defeat PSG. I uh, was really hoping that they would lose, but uh, too bad.
1: Yeah, it takes a lot for us here. We call Soccer to cheer for PSG and Neymar, but it is when they play Real Madrid.
2: They also managed to beat Bettis 5-3 over the weekend. I um, was really hoping this loss-losing streak would continue longer.
1: Uh, Tottenham drew the, the Rochdale of Italy, Juve 2-2.
0: Ha ha! Ha ha! I'm dead inside because I'm not in the Champions They League did come so. back
1: to tie this game
2: after yeah. being 2-0 down.
1: They were 2-0 down. Juve did have a chance to go 3-0 up. Uh, Higuain missed a chance to go on to, at a, at a penalty kick. Uh, they did his hatchery then put Juve up three nothing? Um, I think it was Kane and Eriksson scored the goals for Tottenham in their comeback.
2: Pep probably not as concerned of the FA Cup because his team beat Basel four 0 Man City flying high. Chelsea though today getting a goal against Barcelona and then conceding to who
0: else? That boy. It's always Literally him. Pulisic. <laughs> This is Messi's first goal ever against Chelsea. So. 730 minutes he went without scoring against Chelsea. Didier Drogba, it's a fucking disgrace. Not GIF. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, William, who is very underrated, I think. I feel like he's one of Chelsea's best players. He's on the pitch, he always seems to score. Hit the post twice in the first half. Finally managed to get the ball into the net in the second half for his goal. Um, very underused in Tante's system this year, which. Baffles me.
2: I believe he also got a bunch of goals over the weekend
0: before this game as well, or after this game. Although no, before this before, game. for yeah, yeah. That said, uh, the post shots that he had. Uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't have a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bayern beat uh, Besiktas five to
1: one. Uh, it and, looks and, like it, Bayern came to Besiktas. Uh, shut up. <laughs> but, Actually, no. no. This was. I think <laughs> Bayern was at home. This to which another
0: they will be coming to Vishikdes?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, no.
2: Stop it. Stop it. No. 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 No more.
0: We- <laughs> they came on test. How about that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lots have come in this episode. Lots have come.
0: <laughs> we finally got over the edging, and we finished. <laughs> finally, so we finished with the edging. I mean, it it builds up after you edge that much, like. Three, four episodes in a row where we don't, and then think, all of a sudden, think, like, boom, like it's it's a geyser uh, in here.
2: I think I think you know, like we were joking before. I think this is more and more becoming a reality. If you ever come up with another scarf, it is going to have Pornhub.com in the back. Um, so Maybe they can sponsor like, us, like you were saying, Caleb. Yeah, we should <laughs> we should just ask them at this point. Uh, in the in the Euro we had some um, results. The team that had not yet been created when Arsene Wenger took over Arsenal got beat
0: 3-0. Uh, not that surprising. Even though it was away, Arsenal were dominant the entire match. 3-0 win. Against Osterns. Osterns. Okay, that's the yeah. proper pronunciation. Is that
1: a, that's, uh, that's Sweden, right? Yes. Uh, Dortmund
2: beating Atlanta United 3-2. See, Atlanta United getting beat by everybody. Terrible team. Uh, I'm telling uh, not, you,
0: notch. Um, yes. uh, I'm. I'm being told this is actually Atlanta. <laughs> I had to check and make sure I spelled it right. And any, anytime,
2: <laughs> anytime, a team uh, loses that has uh, a T L in the and N T A, it's Atlanta United to me. Like they are. We just, you know, that that's the way I prefer to think about. Those. Way to be clubists. <laughs> so, uh, um, Nap- Mishi Mich- Bachuai continuing yeah. to get goals for Dortmund.
0: You know, it's really it's good. almost as if people get better as soon as they stop being managed by Antonio Conte.
1: It's almost as if he was wasn't being used correctly and that's in Conte's system, which a lot of players in Conte's system right now aren't being used directly. Um I'm I'm happy for him. He seemed like whenever he got a chance he did he performed for Chelsea, he just really got that chance. Dortmund giving
0: him that chance and he's so far paying back to them in dividends. I, for one, am glad that he's there so we could have him Obama Yang at Arsenal. Rosenball Sport Leipzig has uh, beaten Napoli 3-1. Which is a
1: huge result. Um, Napoli, of course, being top of Serie A still. And Leipzig, I think, third? Third or fourth in the Bundesliga. Um, just, I don't know if that's a, a indictment on the lead at all, but... Maybe Napoli's focusing more on Serie A than the Euro lead, which would make sense to me. But still a huge result for Leipzig.
2: You know who is focusing also on Syria? Benevento, who beat Crotone three uh, two. getting getting that result, which um
1: They're they're inching closer and closer to safety. They're, they're still inching like eleven points.
2: The title is what I was gonna think Oh, uh, Inching closer, closer ma- to so. Maybe
1: next year. If they yeah. Maybe the Serie B title next year yeah. I mean
0: I took Ronder's FC From the verge of relegation One year In Football Manager All the way to Getting second at the Christmas break Like Benevento, you've got a chance They've got three wins and one draw
1: I think uh, Cartone was kind of In a similar position last season Um, At the Christmas break or the winter break in Italy, Benevento had more points than Totone had last year. So there is still a chance, but they still need to keep winning and winning. So I need some help from from teams above them. With that, it's
2: now time for us to talk about one last item before we go on to uh, Colin's segment. We're going to talk about a match in Brazil where Vitoria was playing Bahia, and the match was abandoned after nine red cards were awarded. Isn't this called the Peace Derby? Is, is it? <laughs> it well, is. It should be from now. Um, it is.
1: It, it, it was called that before, and it is. They might be doing under, under uh, a new marketing campaign for this therapy. Cause have I
2: have I it, talked about the beneventum malventum thing on this podcast? Yes. Okay, this is kind of like that. They just renamed the whole situation because of the the, the match. Um. Being, because it got abandoned so bad. Now it's the war derby. And uh, the story very quickly is that um, after a, a Bahia uh, goal to to tie the game with a penalty, a player celebrated by mocking the Victoria Ultras. Like
1: actual Ultras, though. Like real Ultras. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like no, actual lifelong. Yeah. Not, like Not, Not like. Not American, Not like.
2: Yeah. So um, <laughs> basically, the Victoria players got very angry and there were. Literal punches thrown and nine red cards were awarded. Uh, the guy who instigated the fight, though, did manage to only get off with a yellow card, so which
1: is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, so go watch the videos. It seems more, it's one of those things like it's shocking, shocking footage, etc. etc.
1: One, one team's had two more people sent off after the brawl, and then the game was disbanded because they, yeah, no one had enough players to play. And that team is probably going to end up forfeiting to the other team 3 nothing and have a 3 nothing loss in their schedule.
2: We also managed to make it to this point in this podcast without discussing the fact that West Brom players, Garrett Barry and Johnny Evans, among others, stole a taxi in Sevilla. Um, what? Yeah, so... Uh, where am I? That's Gareth Barry driving a taxi. Okay. <laughs> um, we don't really need to talk about it. Everyone else in the soccer world is talking about He's it. He's old. Funny. Yeah. With that, now let's move into a segment that we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you know you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you.
0: So, everybody that was up in arms in Loon's Twitter over the last two hours, knowing that Simon Dawkins has apparently been picked up on waivers wondering how in the actual fuck the loons are going to have five left wing players taking up four international slots. I've got news for you guys. So is, is it good news? Um, it, it depends. So it, Remember when Minnesota United announced that they were coming into MLS? There was some discussion as to who all was making up this ownership group. Bill McGuire certainly had the net worth to actually be an MLS owner, but there was also uh, Glenn Taylor from the Timberwolves, the Polette family that owns the Twins, basically everybody that... Isn't named Zygmund Wilth was uh, a part of the ownership group for Minnesota United. Um, I've learned that there is actually a another person that is involved with this ownership group. Um, have you guys heard of George Soros? <laughs> Yes. George Soros, he is a billionaire financier who just so happens to donate to a large amount of liberal causes. Um I've I've been given some uh, secret documents that suggest that George Soros actually did purchase a sizable stake in Minnesota United. Um not necessarily one that he's going to be financially responsible for the fact that this team is spending all of their international slots on one position, but enough where he could say, I want this team to be part of the broader left-wing conspiracy against the United States. The problem is, Manny Lagos treated this not as a political gesture where he would build up a, a playing staff uh, akin to like St. Pauli of the German second division or something. No, he just said, Oh, you want a bunch of left wingers? Okay, I'm going to sign every single person that plays left wing that exists in the universe of American soccer, regardless of whether or not they take up these international slots or not. Wait. Oh, my God. Manny's signing a bunch of international players instead of domestic players. (laughs) He's signing a bunch of globalist players (laughs) instead of America (laughs) first players. I'm pretty certain that George is actually succeeding with his agenda.
2: Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, now we call it soccer, and hopefully last um, as well. Uh, with that, it's <laughs> time now to call a close to this long episode. Our episodes have been getting much longer, but before we, we close out completely, I do want to mention uh, next week's episode, we, we still got to decide whether we're going to do one. I'm going to be out of town, and uh, we gotta we got to figure out how we're going to get next week's episode to you, but we will definitely be back to analyze the Loons' first regular season home game after March 3rd. Where can the good people find you guys on Twitter?
1: I'm at kolson716 7, 6, 7, on Twitter. Uh, I'll start for 55 of 1. Um, special thanks to Tectonics for the use of their song. Lustless as our theme song. Um, also, I'll be at all the watch parties for the next
0: two of season games. So, come say hi. You can find me and all of my tweets that I swear to God are not actually from Russian bots at the attachment. You can find me at TW
2: United fans. You can find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. I also want to remind you of the fundraiser to send Idaho Juniors FC. To the Schwan's USA Cup, which is happening at redcard2racism.com. Please go head over there, check it out, donate if you haven't already.
1: Also, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Makes us look like a more legitimate podcast <laughs> and uh, helps us get more listeners that way through their algorithm. So if you did,
0: give us a preferably five-star review. Um, That would be great. If you're already being paid by George Soros to protest... Do us a favor give us the review
2: there you go all right with that it's time to end this show thanks very much for listening everybody we will return when we do goodbye